Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour, with your other host, Richard Geiger. Well, hello there. We have a fantastic episode for you, or at the very least, an episode that I think is fantastic, and that's what counts. We have a handful of fun topics to discuss. We have our friend Lindsay Gray on with us to talk about Oscar nominations and who she thinks has got a good chance of going all the way and the whole uh, concept of uh, what Oscars mean. And then we will be talking just a little bit about uh, Disney's renaming of 20th Century Fox and kind of the implications that go along with that. We'll be continuing with our history of comic book movies in the year of 2006, the movie being Art School Confidential. And then after that, it's just kind of credits. But, you know, you can stay for that, too. We, we always appreciate it. Don't worry. We're going to have like a really long conversation about Art School Confidential. So <laughs> We will. There's, there's some good stuff in there. Just because you haven't seen it and I haven't seen it doesn't mean anything. I've got the history. I already kind of knew about it. Uh, but uh, all right. Well, let's get to it. We have, like I said, Lindsey Gray. If you're unfamiliar, she is an actress that has been in multiple things that you have likely seen and will definitely be in something that anybody that is a comic book fan will be likely to see here coming up shortly that has a woman with a lasso and a great deal of strength, but also is half of Rosabom and Gray Hour, a podcast that you can hear all over the place. It's fantastic. Give it a shout out. Thank you for being with us, Lindsay. Thank you for having me, guys. Always exciting. Yes, this is a, I was not here when you guys did the interview before, so I am new to saying hi to Lindsay. <laughs> Well, he he was on his, he was on uh, uh, his uh, he was training house training. That was where I was going with that. It was going to be funny, and then it just didn't. Yeah, but you know, potty training. Yeah, sure. Let's let's go that way. I was uh, in my mind. It was using doors and running into walls, but so sometimes that is potty training. Yeah, right. So, are you a big fan of watching the Oscars? Um. Yes, I. Uh, I'm a girl, so I like watching the, you know, all the pretty gowns coming in and, and seeing, you know, how people are dressing. It, it's always fun to watch the different award shows because you, there's always going to be that one person that just, you're just like, what were you thinking when you put that outfit on? Um, you know, and, and everybody, sure. but that's the best thing about fashion is fashion is very it's all over the place you know one person doesn't have any more fashion than somebody else and everybody's fashion is different so what's your what's your go-to uh pre-game then so if you're going to watch some of the shows is there a preferred channel or preferred show that you would watch before the oscars start preferred uh, beverage being an actress probably the e-channel um e-network um i just you know i I like their interviews. I think, you know, uh, like I said, I'm I'm an actress, so I'm always watching, you know, the E-Channel. Now, how often would you be like me? Because uh, if I'm if I'm watching that and I'm in in the mindset, uh, I would be imagining myself on that same runway. <laughs> and do you, do you already have everything prepared? Because that's that's exactly I've, I would have this like whole list of stuff. Once I'm there. This is what I'm going to say, and it's going to be awesome. 
Yes, actually, I do. And I think I think every actor and actress as they're coming up, you know, kind of already writes their acceptance speeches or at least starts. They write drafts because you always, you know, in 10 years when you're, you know, on the stage of the Oscars, you're not going to remember who you need to think from like back in the day. Right. So you kind of just add to that, you know, acceptance, you know, speech. But I already have my gown picked out. <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna be in style, but I have it picked out. Well, and that's I bought. I bought a few gowns just in case. You never know. Well, I thought. I thought the whole thing was when you go to those types of events that it's kind of all picked for you. You 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 go, but then you kind of become the the living billboard for for whatever it is that you're you're trying to put across at that point. At least that's that's what Adam says, and I trust Adam because he ruins everything. <laughs> it um. It all depends. It depends really on the actress or the actor um, at hand. You know, sometimes that they have different um, sponsorships with different designers. So their their designers, you know, will tell them to pick from these three dresses. Some actors or actresses, you know, hire a stylist. You know, it, it just all depends. And there's there's a lot of actors and actresses that I've read about that, you know, they'll show up in like something from Target or something from H&M, you know, and it's, it's not common, you know, a lot of the gowns on there are like six grand, but it does happen. That takes some, takes some courage there to, well, courage. Well, unless you're, they are uh, a sponsor. Like you're, you, you, you do paid ads for Target. You do paid ads for H and M. Of course, you're gonna wear their product on there. I like. That I idea. would wear their product anyways, just because I feel like I'm more down to earth, and I would want to be able to relate to my fans a little bit more, and them going, "Oh, she just wore this brand new top from H and M, and I can afford it because it's only like fifteen bucks." Hmm. There's only one thing. If I ever had the opportunity to to be able to walk that red carpet, there was a pair of shoes. I know this sounds strange, but uh, back in my early working days when I worked for Nordstrom, uh, there was a pair of shoes in the men's shoe department that I remember fondly that were uh, platform boots that had fangs and fur. <laughs> <laughs> they were the they were the craziest things I'd ever seen. It's like I want a pair of those. How many thousand? Okay, never mind. I, saying, I are, will say Northern? that yeah. the dress that I wear, I'm definitely gonna wear. I'm definitely gonna pair it with a pair of Doc Martens. My first red carpet ever. The gown I wear is going with Doc Martens. I don't care. They can go ahead, and I can be on the worst dress, that, uh, you know, list the next day. I'm okay with that. But my my Docs will be on my feet. Now are those uh, are those steel toes or? <laughs> Uh, yeah, ass kicking boots. That's right. You got to be ready for anything. Exactly. You never know what fight is going to break out at the Oscars. There's only so much, only so much room at the craft table. Uh, Docs, Docs used to be my go-to for my my dress shoes. I had uh, probably two, three different types of those. Obviously not boots, but like low cuts. Always steel toe. But I had definitely a couple pair of black, a couple pair of uh, brown. Always wore those. Always. Yeah. yeah. I definitely go for the combat boots. So I have different colors. I have different, you know, patterns. I'm very obsessed with Doc Martens. They want to sponsor me. I'd be glad to wear their shoes at the Oscars. You heard it here first. (laughs) Doc Martens, you should definitely get a hold of Lindsey Gray. 100% worth it. Um, So in terms of the, uh, 
the films and the individuals that have gotten the nominations? Were there any that you were particularly excited about or that you were surprised about? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised at all about Joker. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. It's, it's really a, a masterpiece. I mean, I will say that I was a little skeptical when they first announced it. I was like, come on, not another Joker. Like it's starting to get, it's starting to give me a headache with how many different, you know, lines of Batman that I have to keep track of. You know, it's like good grief. Like, you know, in my lifetime alone, I mean, how many Batmans have we been through? It's like, come on. Like every, it feels like every five years we're getting a new Batman and it's just ridiculous. But I will say once I saw Joker, it was a completely different experience. It it wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. And I love that the i love the take that they made on it yeah it was it was it was well done uh, it could some i can't remember who i heard describe it this way but it was a film that was only joker <laughs> because they put the bare minimum amount of batman references in there to make it a joker movie but it could have been presented as any other plot uh, or any non-connected comic uh, uh script and it still would have been just fantastic Absolutely. And I really liked how they tied everything together. It was, you know, they didn't really deviate much from it. Um, They deviated just enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Joker got uh, 11 nominations, which is kind of crazy. I mean, not I don't think that's the most of all time, but it's still a lot for a single awards uh, ceremony. Yeah, uh, I was. I don't know who I don't know who has the record of the most nominees, you know, nominations ever. Um, but I'm not shocked. I mean, like after seeing it, like yeah, I'm not shocked that they got as many nominations as they did. I mean, it was it was a fantastic done movie. As far as uh, the the lead actor, I mean, at least to me, it's it's somewhere between him and I don't I think the only real contender in, in terms of uh, a leading role is maybe Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I would agree with that um, another one that I heard was really good but I I haven't gotten a chance to see it was 1917 you know a lot it's between those three that a lot of people are saying are gonna you know really take it home right they they all had several uh, several different uh, nominations. Now, one kind of interesting thing you don't see this very often. Did you see that uh, ScarJo got two uh, different nominations in both leading and supporting role categories? I, I I did. Yeah, I did. And honestly, I'm I couldn't be happier for. Her. I mean, I I think that that's really cool. You know, it's 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 a lifetime achievement to even be nominated for an Oscar, let alone win one, let alone be nominated for two different roles that right. you did, you know, in two different categories. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Uh, update on the, the nomination front. Uh, one, so Lord of the I was, I was wondering, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King was nominated for 11 and I think won 
all 11 of them, despite having Elijah Wood in it. <laughs> we have this disagreement. I think that he's fantastic, and uh, uh, Richard's a little more discerning in his tastes. So let, I'll put it that way, as to, to be delicate. More gentle, yes. But that was not the most of all time. Uh, Titanic had 17, and La La Land also had 17. So there you go. I, I thought Titanic might be at least in the top, if not the leading, but... I'm not terribly surprised because Titanic and La La Land both for me are two of the most overrated films of all time. <laughs> I just didn't did not like either one of those. So we can agree on something here. <laughs> I like Titanic. I mean, you know, in in fairness, it came out when I was like in high school, but uh and I'm sure in my age, but um I, the one thing the one issue I had a problem with is that there was no mystery to the movie. You knew yeah. what was going to happen in the end. They had to add some some small little thing that you had to sit through two hours of a boat sinking. It's like, where where did the jewelry go? Uh, I, by then, I don't care. Uh, let somebody drown at this point. I, it's yeah. I just was like, you know, there's no mystery. I know it's going to happen. It's not like, oh, is the boat going to sink? Is it not going to sink? What's going to happen? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I do think Kate Winslet and and Leonardo DiCaprio did both great jobs oh, yeah. in the movie. Oh, yeah. um, it was, you know, it, when it came out, I mean, it was really visually pleasing, you know, to the eye. I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. No. But, you know, to get the point across, but. I do think that, you know, they had two great leading people in it and it was visually pleasing. And I, yeah, so. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely, I can definitely see that. I, I always try and be as, as um, again, gentle as possible because, you know, it's all about taste and, and that sort of thing. And I know the whole reason that La La Land, for example, didn't jive with me. Not a big fan of musicals. So it was already coming in at a disadvantage. <laughs> But there are exceptions. I mean, you know, give me a good 1776. Okay, I'll watch that. That's uh, that's good for me every time. But um, what about you, Richard? Anything in this list that, that stuck out to you? Did I give you enough time in the four minutes that I gave him the list? Uh, well, I will say in terms of this list, um, I can probably say I've watched one movie on the entire list. So I'm very well versed on the ins and outs of all of these which, movies. Which movie? Joker. Of course. <laughs> well, we, t we tend to fixate a lot on comic book related stuff. So we, we always try and make sure we at least have that covered. Hey, I'm not mad. It was a great movie. <laughs> now, one that I would, th there's one nomination for me that I was really happy to see. And I, I would have loved to have seen at least one more nomination out of it. But uh, Knives Out. That film was just really, really good, and it got a nomination for screenplay. But I thought some of the the, the acting roles, to, and in terms of uh, su um, and, uh, supporting specifically, there were a couple really solid supporting uh, performances in that film, and it was just so much fun. Did you get a chance to see that one? Did I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I did. I thought, you know, I agree with you. Um, it should have been on there. It, it had a lot of, you know, just 
I'm trying to think how to how to word it. It was just really, it's just it was kind of like Joker. It was one of those movies that really kind of. Um, it's the term I'm looking for. Resonated. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, resonated. So I, I I I did see. I have seen Toy Story four. That one was really good. <laughs> Okay, so I, I I can say I have seen one other that's on this list, but did if, that come out last year? Yeah. Wow, yeah. it seems like it was so much longer ago. Now you can watch on the uh, on Disney Plus. Forky asks a question. <laughs> they're they're pretty good, but uh, so if we for for the the two of you on this list, there are definitely ones that you have not watched. For me, the one that I really, besides Star Wars, and that's, I don't really even know if I really, at this point, want to take time to go watch it in the theater, but... Uh, <laughs> She's going, no. I would really like to see 1917. Like, that's the one on this list that I haven't seen that I regret not having the uh, availability to go and see. Was there one for either of the two of you that's that fills that category? Parasite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And Parasite, um, gosh, was it even? I I know it was out for a, a little while. Was it even around here for us to go and see, or is it a streaming only thing? Um, it's long enough ago. I've slept. I, I will let uh, Lindsay take this one. <laughs> oh, you gonna make <laughs> you gonna throw me to the wolves? Um, no, it's 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 on. Um, yeah, it's actually out near me. Um, at several different theaters. You can go see it um, tonight at 10.10 p.m., um, 10.05, 9.45 p.m. Tomorrow, they have 12.30 showings, 6 p.m. showings, 10.10 showings, and 10.05 showings. Nice. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll get a chance to actually see that one. I'm For me, it's Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen that yet, and I looked at it, and I just go, oh, this, is, this has got to be good, and then I got busy. It's just sad. I mean, the the whole concept is so, so ridiculous and putting something lighthearted and um, rooted in, in growth. It has to be rooted in character growth in, in a setting that's been done to death for sure, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's fertile, it's fertile land in terms of being able to write compelling stories. And especially if you put some, somebody like, uh, Taika, uh, in, in that situation, he's just going to kill it. Literally. <laughs> yes, literally Richard. Uh, how, I mean, what else could I possibly have meant? Uh, now the only how about this we go the other way what movie on this list of movies is something that you maybe didn't care so much about and maybe won't quite get to or or maybe it'll be a little while before you watch it i'll go uh probably ford versus ferrari not a big car person it's not that i'm not a big car person it's just the fact that it just it it just was one that I was just like, I don't even remember being in theaters for very long. I don't even know if it's around here anymore, but I, I think I it just, is. It's currently playing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's currently playing. It. Hold on, I'm gonna find out. Well, Google is a wonderful thing. Yeah, we 
we can watch Parasite in only one theater and only at 3.50 and 7.30. <laughs> yeah, so Ford versus Ferrari is only at one theater, um, and it's like 50 miles from me. And so yeah, crazy. you can see it tomorrow at 12. What about you, Richard? Anything on that list where it's just uh, just not not your uh, not your cup of tea? Honestly, um, a lot of these will probably be like that, and and not just because a lot of it is time. So if I even even something like The Irishman, and I love the cast, and I love the idea of the movie. And I sit sometimes in front of Netflix. I'm like, oh, The Irishman. I have time to watch it because I know no. Obviously, my four year old doesn't want to watch that, and I'm not going to let him watch that. But I don't. I don't think really anybody around me really wants to watch that. So I. I don't know that I'll ever ever sit down and even watch it an hour at a time. I. I just don't see myself getting to that, and not that I don't want to. I just. I don't have an interest in watching that thing. Yeah, that makes sense. For me, it's a slightly different movie on the list, and that's Little Women. And it's not so much that I don't think it would probably be good, because it probably is. But I remember the Little Women from 1994, and that one was really, really good. And I just know when I go to watch this, I'm going to be comparing the two the entire time. I can see that. How many versions of... In in film, I guess I should say, are there of Little Women? Is, was the, to my knowledge, that's it. That, those just two. those two. Okay. If if there's one before 1994, it doesn't exist uh, in in my mind. You know, again, talking about when when we when we came up and aged. <laughs> but, so all right, so let's let's end this segment strong. Let's go with a, a couple of predictions. Let's go. Um, who who do you think between uh, between you, Lindsay? Uh, and and the the spies that you have in the academy. <laughs> who who do you think is going to win the uh, the leading uh, male and female nominations, or who's gonna who's gonna win the Oscar? Um, I mean actor in a leading role i mean that's really going to be hard but honestly uh, my prediction is that the fact that joker is really going to take home at least nine if not all of their nominations and i believe actor in a leading role is one of those nominations that they are going to take home just because it was such a talked about movie it was i mean people you know, I cried during it. I literally cried during it because it broke my heart, you yeah. know, certain, you know, in certain places, you know, where he, you know, about with the mental health and, and, and everything. It's just like, you know, wow, is that really how people treat people with mental health? And it just, it got to me. It, it made me cry. And I, so I think that was, that was such a moving um, role that he did and I think that if they don't give him the win that he he really he really deserves it I believe out of out of everybody you know don't get me wrong Leonardo DiCaprio great and once time you know once upon a time in Hollywood but I'm 
Yeah. Walk, I'm going to go Joker all the way. Yeah. Or Phoenix and all the way. Our, our discussion with that, too, kind of centered around that the movie itself as a whole was great, but it really was a feature in acting. It was a showcase in him for the whole movie. And there were other important parts, although minor other actors and actresses in that movie, he was the focus, the face of the camera was on him. Like the whole time it was a showcase in him acting and he did great. So if he doesn't win, then there's some behind the scenes things that we just don't know about. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that was a great way to put it. I, you know, it, I just, I feel like, I feel like he deserves to win. Like he, he brought Joker to a whole new light that people hadn't thought about. And it really, and his character really made you think. Yeah. I mean, I I have to agree with that. What about uh, uh, actress in a leading role? Do you think that's Scar Joe's to lose? Or do you think, uh, do you think somebody else maybe has that one tied up? I think the actress, um, I think it's between Scarlett Johansson and um, Cynthia from Harriet. Mm. Um, I'm a little biased on Harriet because it was filmed here in Virginia. Um, it was a big thing filmed here in Virginia. And it got such a, you know, good rep for, you know, a good movie. It really was. I mean, yeah, it had some bad controversy afterwards for stu- you know, certain uh, studio execs mm-hmm. and their stupid comments. Um, but I think I think it's between you know, Marriage Story and Harriet. I really do. Now, now, Ken, can you what's what's the actress's uh, name? She's in Little Women and she's up for the role and the, the what's her name? Are you are you trying to put me in a position where I might possibly mispronounce something? Yes, he is. I will I will respectfully decline. I am attempting to step on as few toes as possible. Uh, I am really good at mispronouncing names, but I would like to not be good at that. Yeah, that that one is. Uh, I've heard it. I've watched interviews with her, and she's really funny when it comes to. And she gets it because her name's hard to pronounce, but it's not hard to pronounce if you know it. But if but you read it. If you read it, no. Yeah. So I would like to see I think that they're gonna end up I think they're gonna end up doing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for best picture, truthfully. I would like to see um for best picture. I think I think it'd be interesting to uh to see that happen. I I don't get me wrong. I like I like Joker, and I think that was a fantastic movie. But I'm hoping for a little variety. It, too often, there's so much um, uh, single movies just sweeping the entire award ceremony, and I, I hope that there's a little bit of a little bit of a, a shotgun spread kind of thing <laughs> that yeah, it comes out yeah. to some different locations. But that's what I'm that's what I'm pulling for for best picture because. Uh, um, I, I think it would cause some people to lose their minds, and that would be entertaining. Also, if you look at the uh, best animated movie, like I said, I've seen Toy Story 4. So, one, I'm actually glad that uh, Frozen 2 is not in there because uh, that's – read listen to my review. It's not that great of a movie. But the song is nominated for an Oscar. 
um, for best. Uh, well, that one, and actually Toy Story 4 has it up there, too. Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, the original song. And that's the one in Frozen 2 that has just that. It's hard to describe because it's so annoying, but it goes throughout the entire the entire movie. If you watch that movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I hope I hope that that one doesn't win in in that category. Be, because honestly, a lot of these other ones are probably so much better than that one. And honestly, Frozen Two had a lot to live up to from the first movie. Mm-hmm. So I I get it, but. I just hope that that one doesn't win because I I would guarantee all the other ones are better than that one. Well, Lindsay, any final thoughts on our Oscar segment as, as our entertainment correspondent, how would you leave us in this particular segment? Um, I don't have anything else to say. I just hope that Joker just takes it home. I'm sorry, but I think Joker is going to win best picture. I have to I have to disagree with you on that. I, th- I really think Joker is really going to take this home. I think it's just I think he's just going to sweep. He probably will. I, I, my hopes uh, my hopes may be dashed for some salt and pepper, uh, but it's it's probably going to be a, an entire uh, all all salt. It's, that doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> I was I was going for some sort of metaphor and it just fell apart. Welcome again to Everybody Loves Pudding, where we attempt to put wordplay together and fail uh, stupendously. But thank you again for coming on and and spending some time with us, Lindsay. And we look forward to talking to you here again here in the near future. And again, don't forget to check out uh, the Rosenbaum and Gray Hour. Uh, As she mentioned, uh, our episode is going to be out Friday, but their episode is going to be out Monday. You should definitely take a listen a uh, couple of great ladies talking about some interesting stuff, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. Yes, definitely. Check us out. Subscribe. Leave us a review. We're always doing giveaways uh, for, for people who leave reviews and subscribe to us, so definitely do that. We're going to have some really cool guests coming on, um, some pretty well-known actors will be on our show. So. Wah-ha, wah-ha. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. And you just have a fantastic evening. See you later. Thank you, guys. All right. Not only is having Lindsey Gray on with us just good. No, 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 no. It's great. Thank you for spending the time with us. Uh, thank you for saying yes to come on and talk with us and giving us an opportunity to talk about one of our favorite things movies that's right but you know what else is great following us on social media or at least that's what i've heard where are we mr richard we are here we're there here being facebook Mm, there being twitter and in between is instagram yes that actually almost works we are we are putting guys pretty much anywhere that you can find us except for twitter Except for Twitter, where we're real pudding guys, as opposed to fake pudding guys. And of course, we are also in Patreon, because we appreciate the support of our patrons. Patrons? We we appreciate pa- the support of people that put up with us mispronouncing things. Patrons. Uh, patrons. Uh, at any given time. For just a dollar a month, you can help us get me lessons to speak in front of a microphone. <laughs> And 
maybe maybe work on dictation and pronunciation of names that I don't understand. I like it. Yeah, I, th- I think that works. But back on to the good stuff. Um, so, did you see the news story uh, from from Disney, uh, or the news story wasn't from Disney, but the news story about Disney uh, changing the name of 20th Century Fox? I did, and it uh, instantly made me think of the song that goes, She's a 20th Century Fox. And that's all I've got. Yeah, no, that did not make me think of that. Just going with 20th century, it seems like seems like an odd choice. So I, I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit just because I, maybe maybe other people don't think of this the same way that I that the way that I do. I feel like it has a chance of di- not exactly diminishing the history of the production company, but at the very least kind of throwing it off a little bit. I mean, because maybe, maybe most people just don't know where 20th Century Fox came from, uh, where the history of production companies came from. Uh, most people just don't spend their time researching that sort of stuff. But do you know why it's called 20th Century Fox? Uh, because there was something that was one thing and something that was another thing, and they came together. That's exactly right. So there were two separate companies. The Century Company and the and the Fox Company were uh, basically merged and became 20th Century Fox, or maybe it was a buyout. I'm a little. It's been a little while since I looked at it, but it's, uh, yeah, the merger of Fox Film and 20th Century in 35 is when it happened. So that name hails that history. That was the two companies that they were. And so you always knew for the people that, that either studied the history or came up in the history of the industry, that was where it hearkened from. By switching it to just century, you're dropping off a key aspect of that, that history. Is it just me? What would you think seeing it in any other way? Well, maybe I'm looking at this incorrectly, but I am looking at this in terms of what year we're in and what climate and attitude that we're in, right? Okay, so in a certain sense, Marvel slash Disney, they want to be still their own thing, right? So if if you get rid of the Fox, that makes it more distinct, right? Because people are associating Fox with X-Men movies, right? Right. So one of the big reasons that they bought it, not the only reason, but the big reason they bought it was for those properties. Sure. That's not the only reason, but that's the big part of it. Um, and they've been slowly slowly but steady selling off all the regional um, sports, Fox this, Fox that. The affiliates. They've been selling all those off uh, individually and getting just whatever money for those. But once again, maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but right now, and maybe this was a decision a long time coming, I'm overthinking a bit of it, but does Fox have a negative connotation to it? I don't know if it does. I mean, when you're talking about like Fox News, it certainly has a politically charged connotation, but that's a small segment because when you're talking about movies, you're not really you not really thinking about that side of things. And I don't think so either, but when you when you watch um, 
the local news because, you know, you and I watch the local news all the time. It was always Fox. Um, well, that was a choice. That was a choice, CBS, NBC, uh, depending on where you're at. But a lot of that stuff filtered down from the head and dictated to an extent what was presented on local news was decisions by the Fox company. Um, and then if you watch football, you're watching football on Fox, right? Do people associate that? You know what I'm saying? Like, do people still associate that? Do they play that word game with I'm watching football on Fox? This is the same exact company that does Fox News. If people have if people want to remain neutral on their news or if they're left leaning or if they're right leaning, where the people that are right leaning love Fox News, the people that are left leaning hate Fox News, the people that are neutral just run and hide, run and hide. Yes. So it's does it carry that connotation? Do people think about that when they watch Football on Sundays. I don't know. Or the Super Bowl. Is the Super Bowl on Fox or is it CBS? I can't remember. I lose track on that one. I, I can't speak for everyone. I know I did not really think of it that way. When I'm thinking about the movie company, it's it's wholly different than the other than the other television properties. Um, and maybe maybe that's kind of an element to it. Maybe it's less about that whole Fox News Fox Television thing. Maybe it's just that if you talked about the X-Men, or whatever, it was Fox. And that's what people called it. They didn't call it 20th Century Fox when they talked about it. They called it Fox. And now that it's owned by Disney, they don't want anybody to think Fox. They want them to think Disney. And by changing it to 20th Century, well, that would do that. I don't know if that's really the effect. I think people will still call it Fox because people get used to it. It's kind of a habit at this point. Um, well, well, we do that, so I'll give a good um, example of that. Uh, the amphitheater that is holds, hosts a lot of concerts or the larger national touring concerts for whatever is um, in, in Indy, on the north side of Indy. So it's a little, you know, an hour and a half away from here. I still call it, everybody, I think everybody our age, and older calls it Deer Creek. Right. It hasn't been called Deer Creek in a long time. Forever. It's yeah. gone through 17 corporate name changes. But that's kind of the same idea where if we see that logo and we see it says, oh, the big 20th with the, like if they didn't change the logo, they just removed Fox. I'm still always going to associate that as, oh, it's, it's 20th, Fox. 20th Century Fox. Yeah. And I, I think that. I, I, the only thing I can think of is just trying to play some sort of a, uh, a game to try and gain, if not recognizability, it, it, at least to gain some sort of foothold in, in, in public perception of ownership, maybe. It just, I, I, I think I understand where they're coming from on this. I just don't agree with it. I think it's, I think it's shortchanging, like I said, shortchanging the history of where everything comes from. And and I, I think they're kind of doing a bit of disservice in, in doing it that way. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact. 99.9% of people are just not going to care. But for a handful of us like me who researches into all of this in an attempt to try and get a better understanding of how the industry works because this is the industry that like it or not has an enormous impact on 
the overall psyches of everyone. I mean, pop culture is everywhere. And for a very long time, the preeminent way to get your pop culture was TV, movies, music. That's the biggies. Those are the things that are going to stick with you for a very long time. And so even sometimes to me, these little things that the companies do can have a bigger impact than intended. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, it's if we want to boil it down, they're effectively keeping the movie studio. Right. Right. And, and I'm not good on all my studio play, but uh, if you're, what does Disney, what part of Disney does Disney release movies on that are, are, or do they? Searchlight. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is this, maybe this is the branch that they will do some of those things mm. on, right? So yeah. okay. you want to, you want to do a Deadpool and you want it to be R rated it may still be tied into all the MCU stuff, but it's going to be under the 20th century banner, right? Not sure. Disney Marvel, right? Sure. Well, that's an optimistic way of looking at things. Maybe it'll be useful, um, or not useful, accurate is what I was actually trying to say, but, uh, you know, the uh, short circuits are already beginning as the hour gets later. Um, but, you know, just, just something that occurred to me that I want to keep an eye on. I think everybody should keep an eye on something like this because, like I said, it seems small, but it may not be. Um, just just considering. Curiouser and curiouser. Right. But uh, talking about uh, movie studios that uh, make movies that we like, that kind of brings us to our final uh thing that we're going to be talking about of course that being the history of comic book movies we won't go through the whole kit caboodle of what defines a comic book movie but we will continue with our 2006 trek we talked about 300 in our last episode another uh, more shirt clad movie that came out in 2006 based on a comic uh, would be art school confidential now as we kind of alluded to in the beginning of the episode neither of us have actually seen this um, however, I am familiar with the comic. Um, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. If you look at the original source that it came from, which you can see in our ultimate comic movie database, what? it was in a comic from 1991 called eight ball. Now eight ball was actually a, a comic with multiple different stories in it at any given time. And the funny thing that the, uh, that the artist and uh, writer, who is uh, Daniel Close, Close, Clues, see, we are getting at least one where I'm going to mispronounce something. Um, what he was uh, intending to do with that particular story, it was only four pages in black and white in the comic. And it was basically filler, and he was putting in stories of what it was like, sort of, when he was in art school. It was more generic, I think, than that. It was trying to get more of a general feel of what anybody that went to art school, these are the things that you could expect to see. Um, and it resonated. It, it really kind of, uh, really kind of took off. And uh, I think he was kind of surprised by that, if I remember correctly. Um, but it got reprinted several times and then, of course, made into this movie. The, uh, the 
director of this particular film is Terry Zwigoff. I, I, just looking at the cast um, and having not seen it, uh, I bet it's uh, in 2006 was better than 300. <laughs> Somehow I figured you would say something by uh, something along those lines. But if you are a fan of the Bad Santa films, the same director uh, oh. that did those did this particular film. And the uh, casting is really pretty interesting. I mean, you've got uh, John Malkovich in it, which he's great in everything, always. Um, I don't think I've seen one of his performances where I've gone, yeah, that was could have been better. I've always been entertained by him. Um, but you also have some really interesting um, uh, other individuals involved, like uh, Ethan, uh, I believe it's Supley, Supley yeah. uh, who was in... Uh, um, my name is Earl, and uh, a variety of movies, including like the Butterfly Effect, and um, it, he's generally pretty awesome in anything that he's in as well. I always enjoy seeing him in something. You've got uh, uh, Nick Swarf- Swarford, is that right? Swartzen. 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 That's I'm going off of memory here. I'm seeing the face, and then the letters all jumble. Wee. But you you could have uh, seen, I think, one of his first appearances was on Reno 911, and he was Terry. Right, right. But like uh, Grandma's Boy and the Bench Warmers, and he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Angelica Houston is in it, who, in my mind, will always be Morticia Adams from the Adams Family. Um, yes. But uh, she, she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, Adam Scott, who is hilarious. Um, he had one of my favorite recurring, uh, characters from the good place where he played one, uh, uh, one of the demons that were uh, involved and it was just kind of a punk, but he had, he had a bunch of recurring roles on a variety of shows and he's been in a bunch of movies. He always, it's not that he plays the same character every time, but he's got this kind of signature sense of humor and the way he comes off it's sometimes kind of hard not to typecast him in in a, in a certain way but in a way i'm okay with that because he's so good in the way that he delivers that way yeah one of my movies uh tv shows that i've mentioned that you can now find at least it was on uh hulu used to be on showtime is party down and the cast on that i mean the cast on that's great but adam scott's basically the one of if not the main character on that particular show Ah. (laughs) he's been shot quick quick get a band-aid it's flesh wound yeah but uh so the whole concept is just basically this dude's going through art school and it's his semi-autobiographical uh traveling through this um through this experience and so the movie just kind of plays off that you have to imagine that a movie based off of four pages is going to extrapolate a lot but um i'm i must admit this is one of those one one of those instances where there are some films that i haven't seen there in this comic book movie list i go well i'll get to it eventually and i I won't care too terribly much this is one of those i kind of it's like i bet this is just really a gem that's that's and I, I just missed and I had it's in my stack of movies to watch. Unfortunately, I just haven't quite gotten to it yet. Hidden gem. Yeah. Well, I'll go back one more thing about what you said. So John Malkovich. Yeah. Um, I give you Jonah Hex. 
just because the movie is bad doesn't mean he's bad. Um, yes? Question mark? <laughs> now, you've got to expect a certain amount of over-the-topness. Well, that, that whole mo- that movie had a, an amazing cast in it. Yes, it did. No, it, it that, that movie had... Well, wait. Michael Fassbender was in it? Michael Fassbender was in it. Josh Brolin was in it. Mm-hmm. But wasn't Fox in it? Am I misremembering that one? Um, Megan Fox? Megan Fox. And, yeah. you, and you know what? She really wasn't the... <laughs> she wasn't the weak link. She on was a one. weak link in that one. <laughs> so often she is described as such. And I think kind of, in a, in a lot of ways, unfairly so. It's a, it's a running gag at this point. But... You know, like the Transformers movies. And it's like, oh, Megan Fox. No, that wasn't the problem with the Transformers movies. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, Will Arnett, Tom Wolfhat, Michael Shannon, Wes Bentley. So, I mean, this thing, on and on. But we will we will review that movie in four years. Yeah. Well, four oh, years of movies, anyway. Correct. 2010. So, soon. Soon. But, uh, yeah, so all, all in all, like I said, I, I can't really rate how much I like this movie as I've not seen it, but it looks interesting enough that I've, I've got, I want to give it a shot. But uh, what do you think, dear listeners? Do you have some predictions for the upcoming Oscars? Or by the time you hear this, how far, uh, how accurate do you think that we were? Did we get something that's drastically wrong? What do you think about the changing of the name of 20th Century Fox by Disney, or if you've seen Art Confidential, let us know if it's any good. <laughs> yes, please tell us. Don't waste your time. No. Or, yeah, waste your time. Yeah, which, whichever way to go. I mean, I know, personally, I've been putting together uh, my list of movies that I've watched over time, and it's been taking me a while, because there's a lot of them, and I, I'm curious, I, you know, uh, and we'll talk about this in a future episode. We may even talk about this on the next episode, but how many movies do we watch over our lifetime? And how much time cons- is consumed by watching those movies? So maybe that's what we'll do. Next next week's episode, let's talk about this. It's going to be one of two different things. Either it is going to be uh, uh, our, next, uh, our next correspondent is going to be with us. His uh, name is Scott Troiano. He is the... Uh, he is the person that runs Gaming with Scott, a podcast where they talk, uh, not just talk about games, but they play games, and you can listen to live role-playing games going on, and is a veteran of, of the gaming industry and has been around doing things for a very long time. But we'll also be talking either about the thing that we were just talking about, maybe the how many movies have we watched sort of thing, or it's possible we might be talking about shopping cart etiquette. Or both. Who knows? Or both. And then we will have our next entry in 2006 comic book movies. But it will either be that episode or possibly, if we're very lucky, I'm working on uh, an interview with a very interesting individual in the realm of writing comic books. And I don't want to jinx it, so I don't want to give a name yet. Not a vampire, is it? Definitely not a vampire. Okay, good. But I, I'm super excited, and I, I cannot wait for the chance to talk to this individual. And if that is the case, I will be broadcasting it loud and clear. I think it's more likely that that's going to be the following week. But uh, uh, 
worst case uh, scenario, you know it might be coming up. And let us know what you think. But until next time, keep watching movies.